Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day so far. If you want to check me out, you can go to my website, Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle.net. That'll take you to everything in my life, uh, all my social media links, links to my YouTube page, my emails, etc. Everything you need to know is at Tuttle.net. If you want to check out my video content, I'm going to start broadcasting a lot more live stuff later on in the day, but I can finally broadcast live on YouTube. So you can go to my YouTube page, TuttleTV.com. That's TuttleTV.com. And if you want to donate any money to the cause, I know everybody's going through a rough time right now, but all my content is free. So if you want to donate anything, I don't even care if it's a dollar, you can go to my PayPal account, paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. That's paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. And guys, I know you guys are listening because I'm looking at how many downloads I'm getting on a daily basis, but I would love to hear from from you. Let me know what you're doing through this pandemic. What are you doing? Are you working? How are you passing the time? Do you have kids at home? Are you having to take care of them? What are you doing? I would love to hear from you. Email me Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two D's, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. So guys, I've been dealing with this for a little while now. And if you guys have any like opinions or advice that you can give me, I'd been working out for like a month straight. I didn't go at it too hard. Actually, the first week I was walking maybe about three or four miles a day. And then the two weeks after that, I was running. I was running like two miles a day on a daily basis. And just one morning I woke up and I have the worst pain in my knees. It's not the top of my knees. It doesn't feel like any of the tendons or anything like that because I I did not hurt my knee while I was doing the activity. And, And I was doing some research and they said it was something called runner's knee. And it's like right below my knee towards the lower leg bone. And then kind of on the side of the knee, it's got a lot of tenderness. I've been wearing a knee brace and that's been helping a lot. And I've been icing it a couple of times a day for 20 minutes a piece. And it is getting better, but like, and I'm also doing the exercises because from what I was reading that since I had not done a lot of running in a while, my my stride was off, my gait was off because I didn't have the muscles that I used to have on the outside part of my leg or the inside part of my leg, and it was causing me to run weird. So that's one of the things. But I would like to hear from you guys things that I can do to help myself out because once I start feeling better, I want to get back to working out because I was making a lot of progress with my running. I was getting my wind up. I I was actually, you know, I was doing quite well for just turning 40, and, and I'm losing weight. I'm almost below 180 right now, but I don't want to lose all the progress that I have made so far. So any suggestions you can give me, email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. So I ended up watching another movie because they're releasing a lot of these new movies that were supposed to be out in the theaters right now, and they've been releasing uh, straight to video on demand, or some of them were just recently in the movies uh, theater. So uh, I ended up giving Birds of Prey a shot this morning just because I'm a sucker for all things superhero movies and I gotta say the critics were right. Not a great movie, man. It just feels like it was too rushed. Uh, and especially, I think they had a lot going against them when they had to follow the last DC movie, which was The Joker. And compared to that, it was a hunk of garbage. And don't get me wrong, I love Margot Robbie. I think Margot Robbie is a great actor. I just think 
it just it fell short. I mean, I wasn't the biggest fan of her appearance and appearance in Suicide Squad, but I had a lot of hopes for this movie. But uh, it just fell short. A lot of the lines and one-liners were just god awful and cheesy compared to what the Joker was. I I really think that yes, DC loved the success of the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, but they set the bar really really high when it comes to the rest of the DC universe. So I mean, that's something that Marvel. Has really never had a problem with. Yes, they've had a few stinkers in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but they still held up, they still held true, and they were vital to the stories that were followed from movie to movie, which they started in 2008 with Iron Man. So, I mean, you guys may like it. I mean, movie critics, it's all about opinion. What they may not like or like, you may not like or not like. You know, so, I mean, you could like this. So, if you wanted to see it, you're a big fan of Harley Quinn and and Margot Robbie, I think you would definitely love this movie. I still think Margot Robbie's best movie of all time was Wolf of Wall Street. I mean, she was just so amazing in that movie. I mean, the whole cast was fucking brilliant already, but they all played off of each other, and, and her playing Jordan Belfort's uh, wife was, was just the role was just made for her. So, check it out, guys. Birds of Prey, I mean in my opinion, was not the greatest superhero movie. There could have been some things that could have been done better, but if you're looking for something to do and you're quarantined at home, especially in Orange County, uh, yeah, I mean, it might be worth the money, guys. I still think that they're pricing themselves a little too high on these videos because most of them are almost 20 bucks a piece, and I think that's just a little too pricey for a movie you're just renting because I think some DVDs are around the $25 price if you're buying them to keep so it's really not a good deal so but if you're looking for something to do watch it it'll kill some time with restaurants bars movie theaters sporting events pretty much everything shutting down there since we're speaking about movies i thought i would play this story and i had this thought as soon as i saw that they were closing down large gatherings i was like man this is absolutely going to kill the movie industry especially the movie theaters they're pushing back a lot of their releases already i think yesterday they announced uh, Wonder Woman 1984 is going to be pushed back till August. I guess they didn't want, want to take the chance and send it directly to uh, video on demand, but uh, I had this thought. I was like, man, drive-in movie theaters, there's not a lot of them around anymore, but I was like, drive-in movie theaters are going to make an absolute fucking killing at this time, and, and they have. People are flocking to them like it's a religious right to go to these uh, <laughs> drive-in in movie theaters because people are just tired of being stuck in their house and they just want to get out. So uh, this is a story. I've actually seen this movie theater. I've seen a couple of these drive-in movie theaters in Tampa, but this one that they're talking about in this story is located in Polk County. It is one place people are going lately for their entertainment outside the house. ABC Action News reporter Michael Paluska shows us what's old is becoming new again the classic drive-in movie theater. Just heed this warning, people. You're not going to see any of these new movies at these drive-in theaters. It's going to be out of the question. You're going to see movies from the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, most likely. So you're not going to be checking out anything new when it comes to a drive-in movie theater. Brick-and-mortar movie theaters are all closed, so the drive-in is the perfect place for you to self-isolate and enjoy the show. 
The neon lights, cars lining up at sunset in front of giant screens, the old school drive-in theater. See, I was never at the age where I was older, where I was into women or girls at the time. I was really young the last time that I went to a drive-in movie theater. But damn, how badass would it be if you were able to take a chick in this day and time and go to the movie or drive-in movie theater and be able to mess around, you know, get some stinky pinky going on or fill up a boob or, you know, get some, uh, well... Is it considered roadhead if you're parked? What what do you call it? Uh, I have to look that one up. I don't know if it's Riz his, if the car is not actually moving. But you could screw around a lot, lot more at a drive-in movie theater. But I, I'm sure kids these days are getting stinky pinky in a regular movie theater. Now the only game in town. One of tonight's movies, Back to the Future, a place we all wish we could go. Now, if you're going to show an old movie, by far the best thing that you could show would be Back to the Future. That movie still holds up. One and two was great. The third one was okay, but it didn't was not as great as the first two. I mean, the first one's always going to be classic, but the second one was the first time we got to see the future and the flying DeLorean and all that good stuff. Uh, hope you know if you haven't seen it by now, I don't need to say spoiler alert. So, but uh, yeah, definitely a great choice by uh, going with Back to the Future uh, at the drive-in movie theater. Trying to be as normal as we can while also being um, you know, mindful of our safety. Chip Sawyer runs the Silver Moon Theater in Lakeland. This week, he says business is booming. People that may not have thought about the drive-in for a long time are kind of thinking about us. So it's really cool to see some new people here. We feel okay here. Dan Heskett drove nearly 40 miles with his family to see the movie. They set up in lawn chairs in front of their cars for some fresh air. Movies are just an important family activity for us. Under a I mean, the concessions have got to be closed, right? I mean, do the concessions ever, did they ever do what? Well, at a drive-in movie theater because you can easily sneak shit into a drive-in movie theater without any problems at all. I mean, people do it on regular movie theaters, but think of all, you could bring a whole goddamn 12-pack of uh, Coke Zero in, into the drive-in and nobody would know anything about it. Did I don't know. It's been a while since I've been to one. They don't like check your trunk and stuff like that, do they, before you go in? I, I'm sure they got to because I, I'm sure back in the day people were getting snuck into a drive-in movie theater. I'm sure people have been sneaking in and trunks since my parents uh, since I wasn't even a gleam in my parents eyes so yeah but you could sneak a lot more shit into a drive-in movie theater clear Florida sky two movies playing you'd never know the world is in crisis a much needed break from reality and it is a way to escape from the self-quarantine you're staying inside you might get cabin fever this is a, it's a good place to be. In Polk County, Michael Paluska, ABC Action News. Now, with this whole coronavirus stuff going on, we've had a few celebrities pop up here and there. A couple of NBA players, I know that they were getting tested. But uh, And, for example, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, as well as uh, Detective John Luther, Idris Elba, tested positive. And from what I'm hearing, they're doing quite well. But another uh, celebrity or famous person, uh, Prince Charles, uh, second in line to the throne ended up testing positive for the coronavirus. We're just getting this news, Prince Charles. Oh, even better. One of my favorite reporters on the national level, Keir Simmons. You got to check him out. This guy is the fucking man. Keir Simmons has so much swagger. He covers all the biggest news stories throughout the world. He's covered some of the biggest plane crashes, accidents, big news stories in England, has interviewed some of the biggest movie stars. And this guy is awesome. 
all over the world. The guy goes everywhere. And if it's a big news story for NBC, Keir Simmons is there. Uh, one of the best interviews I ever saw Keir Simmons does did was like interview one of these higher up Russian guys that owned one of the biggest oil companies out there. And it was something having to do with uh, Trump's son-in-law, uh, Jared Kushner. And they kept like hammering this guy and followed him out. And there was like guards. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if the KGB, which the KGB, they, uh, Putin and the Russians like to say that, you know, the KGB is not around anymore, but you know, the goddamn KGB is still running around, uh, Moscow poisoning and killing people and doing Putin's bidding. But yeah, uh, Kier like definitely hounded that guy all the way until he got in his limo. So check out Kier Simmons. 71 years old in Scotland, now self-isolating, including it appears from his wife. This statement from his office, the Prince of Wales has tested positive for coronavirus. He's been displaying mild symptoms, but otherwise remains in good health and has been working from home throughout the last few days as usual. Now, I know we have actually a lot of Brits or UK people that listen to this podcast. I get emails from them all the time. But uh, I, what's the line of succession? Now, you got Queen Elizabeth and then you got Charles and then Prince William is next in line. But from what I've seen, and I just recently watched the movie The King's Speech, uh, which was actually about Queen Elizabeth's father. And I knew that he originally was not in line to, well, he was in line to get the throne, but he was like second or third in line. And then his brother, who was ahead of him, ended up getting it. But he was wanting to get divorced and marry another woman that had been divorced. But I know Charles had done that. So I've been getting a lot of mixed advice or, or information on that and who's next in line. Can Charles get the throne next or is it going to go straight to William? Because William might get fast-tracked right away and get this crown before he, he thought he was going to. The Duchess of Cornwall, that's Camilla, of course. Camilla is a horse-faced bitch. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be rude, but if you're second in line to the throne, you could easily do way, way better than somebody that looks like Mr. Ed. She must give amazing blowjobs because I can only imagine why he would have ended up with her. You're, you're second in line. You're Prince Charles. Come on, man. Step your game up. Has also been tested, but does not have the virus. Now, we know that Prince Charles met with Prince Albert of Monaco. How would you feel if your name was Prince Albert and there's a piercing, a dick piercing that people get called a Prince Albert? I'm sure that guy's heard that joke a million fucking times. So earlier this month, who has himself tested positive for coronavirus. But that statement from Prince Charles's office also saying it is not possible to ascertain from whom the prince caught the virus owing to the high number of engagements he carried out in his public role during recent weeks. That hoda, of course, raises the question, who might he have given it to? We know that he hasn't been shaking people's hands, but of course, the Prince of Wales meets many high-profile people. The Queen, 93 years old, Buckingham Palace. Let's be honest, if the Queen really, really had it, would they really tell the British people? I don't think so. And from what i gotten uh, from my time in England, yeah, there is, there is a group of people, a pretty good group of people that support the whole monarchy and support the Queen, but some of them were just, like, fed up with it. I, I mean, imagine this, guys. If, if we were taxed out of our paycheck every week for this bitch, uh, the Queen Mother, I shouldn't say bitch, but how would you feel if money was taken out of your paycheck every single year or week or whenever you get paid just so the royal family could live 
this extravagant lifestyle. I'd be pretty pissed off because it's not like the royal family does anything anymore. They don't make the laws. That's parliament and the prime minister. So it just seems like a big waste of money that the the, the citizens of the UK are having to fork over money for, for them to live this lifestyle. Saying in a statement, the Queen remains in good health. The Queen last saw the Prince of Wales briefly on the morning of the 12th of March and is following all the appropriate advice with regard to her welfare. But Hoda, you know, this just underscores what we have been saying, that this virus has no regard for class or race, Hoda. Now, yesterday in Florida, our lovely governor, the governor who pretty much parrots or, you know, mimics everything that Donald Trump's doing, he just wants to keep the state open. And yes, we've not reached the the peak of the infection here, and I hope it does not come to Florida. I hope it stays away because Florida will be exactly like the next Italy. Italy will, it, it, Florida will blow Italy away when it comes to deaths and infected because Florida's got one of the oldest uh, populations, I think, in the whole United States of America. Uh, but he recently stopped, uh, well, he's not stopping flights. Flights can come in, but if you come in, you got to be quarantined for 14 days. But what a lot of people aren't realizing and thinking about is, you know, a lot of these people are going to drive down here and they're not going to let people know that they've been from New York. And I I think that's going to become a very, very huge problem in our state. Some new limitations are coming for people who are flying here from New York or New Jersey. Damn, they got the Garden State too, man. Well, I mean, pretty much New Jersey's right there, and a, a lot of people travel into Manhattan from New Jersey, so I could see why DeSantis did that, uh, you know, blocking and telling people that they got to be quarantined from New Jersey. But, you know, think about this. You know, you could be effect- infected and be contagious for a very, very long time. So what about the people a week beforehand that, that came down here because they saw trouble coming up in the city and they wanted to get the fuck away from Manhattan. Those people are already here. And I'm telling you right now, a lot of people are going to be driving in here and that's how we're going to miss a lot of them. Governor DeSantis planning a new executive order and WPTV News Channel 5's Chris Gilmore live at Palm Beach International Airport with what passengers from those areas can expect. And Chris, I understand there is a flight coming from that area soon, right? Yes, Mike, I could hear the jets humming up now as we get ready. Now, guys, just to let you know, uh, this is an African-American reporter, and he sounds like Poindexter. He sounds like Urkel. Listen to his voice. When you look at him, he's a rugged-looking guy, but the voice coming out of him does not match up one bit at all. For those morning departures and arrivals, one of those arrivals is going to be a JetBlue flight coming in from JFK in New York City. They will be under that executive order, according to the news that we've heard from the governor. That goes into effect as of this morning. He is ordering anyone from those areas flying into the state of Florida to self-isolate and uh, quarantine themselves for a period of two weeks. And you know New Yorkers are going to be coming in here. Even on flights, I'm sure that they're not going to be able to catch everybody. And you know New New Yorkers, they've been you know cooped up in their apartments all over the place. And, and you know they're not going to want to quarantine when the weather is just so nice down here in Florida right now. They're going to be assholes and get a lot of people infected. DeSantis made that announcement at a news conference yesterday. Based on the order, there will be a criminal penalty for anyone boarding Florida-bound flights from any New York or New Jersey area who fails to self-isolate for that two-week period. Anybody traveling 
from those regions in New York or New Jersey to the state of Florida is going to have to do a mandatory 14-day self-isolation. That's the only way we can be sure uh, that that virus is not going to be reintroduced in the state of Florida. Now, with the whole country being in a dire situation and everybody's hearing nothing but doom and gloom, maybe from this podcast, people are probably thinking, oh, Tuttle, why are you all doom and gloom? No, I'm just trying to give you guys the facts and fill you in. I try to look at as many different news stories that I can and best report to you and maybe you throw some comedy in here and there and play you some interesting news clips. But what we could all use right now, instead of the president talking to us, you want to know who they need to bring in? They need to bring in Matthew McConaughey to talk to all of us. This man made the Chrysler, Chrysler's popular again just from his delivery and the cadence of his voice because he he just like I think people get high off of hearing Matthew McConaughey uh, speak off of THC. You're getting THC residue from the vocal sounds, the sound waves coming out of Matthew McConaughey's mouth contain uh, traces of THC that get you high and actually relax you. But Matthew McConaughey gave out this little PSA pep talk to us, and I think we really, really needed this in our country. Crazy times uh, that we're in with the coronavirus. Let's take care of ourselves and each other. Uh, Let's not go to the lowest common denominator and get paranoid. Let's do our due diligence, take the precautions we need to. Now, do you think McConaughey, since he's having to self-quarantine or something, uh, you, he's naked with the fire going, playing the bongos, getting high, maybe with one of his college buddies and, and watching old Texas Longhorn games? He's one of the biggest Texas Longhorn fans. I, you pretty much see him on the sidelines for pretty much all the games. But I could see that. It would be nice and relaxing. It'd be great time and great way to pass the time being you know, watching Matthew McConaughey play the uh, Congos uh, halfway nude. Take care of ourselves and those of us around us. Right now, more than ever before, we're all more dependent on each other than we ever have been. Uh, We have an enemy in coronavirus that is faceless, that is raceless, sexless, non-denominational, and bipartisan. And it's an enemy that we all agree we were going to beat. We want to beat and we're going to beat them. In this time when people are going to move on, the economy is going to be in shambles for who knows how long. There is a green light on the other side of this red light that we're in right now. What the hell is McConaughey talking about? There's a green light at the end of this? What does a green light have anything to do with this? Isn't it supposed to be light at the end of the tunnel? Green light? Red light? What the? F- He's high as a billy goat right now. And I believe that green light going to be built upon the values that we can enact right now. Values of fairness, kindness, accountability, resilience, respect, courage. If we practice those things right now, when we get out of this, this virus this time might be the one time that brings us all together and unifies us like we have not been in a long time. So yes, let's see if we can make some lemonade out of this lemon that we're in the middle of. Turn a red light into a green light. Red light, green light, he had to use the old cliche of turning lemons into lemonade. Oh, man, McConaughey, I would love to be on the setup that you're on right now because you're not worried about the fucking coronavirus at all. All right, all right, all right. But I think we all could have used that, guys. A little bit of Matthew McConaughey could do us all a little bit of good. 
All right, guys, I hope you guys are making it through day by day on this. I know that people are going a little bit stir crazy, getting some cabin fever, being in their, you know, cooped up in their homes. You know, just just it, it's going to end really, really soon. I don't think this is going to last as long as they say it could. Hopefully we'll get this under control. But hey, this this could all be something that we're going to deal with for the rest of our lives now. I was reading somewhere that the coronavirus could be a seasonal thing coming up, you know, that people will just get it. It might not be as bad. We just got to make it to that red light or green light that Matthew McConaughey was talking about. Get a vaccine and then we'll we'll be better, man. I, I think it's going to get better. It's just a very tough time right now. I, I think there's a happy medium that we need to be in, taking it seriously, but not too seriously hoarding and stuff. And I think the people that aren't taking this seriously and think, oh, this is just a flu. It's just the flu. You know what? The numbers have not gotten to where they need to be to scare people enough right now. Once a death toll starts going up, uh, it, it's it's going to like wake people up a little bit and open up their eyes and start taking this a little bit more seriously because the young kids going to spring break, they're spreading it all over the place. The people that aren't taking it seriously are spreading it as well, and, and that's going to be a big problem. But we will get through this. We will be okay, people. So if you need me, you can go to my website, Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle.net. That's the links, everything uh, going on in my life. You can go to TuttleTV.com. That'll take you to my YouTube page. Subscribe and hit that bell so you're alerted every time that I upload something. You can also, if you want to donate to the cause, I know times are tough, so a dollar, anything will help. You can go to my PayPal, paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. And like I keep saying, I want to hear from you guys, get updates and hear what's going on in your life. You can email me Tuttle at gmail.com. Guys, I love you. I care about you. And I hope you guys are making it through this tough time. And I'll talk to you tomorrow.